before we get to this whole thing about the new virus that the CDC has decided uh, to allow to sweep around the country, in fact, they have encouraged it by refusing to do something so very simple. They absolutely want this to happen. Uh, before we get to that, can I just remind us all of a fond memory? And for, sorry for the blunt language, but remember how fun it was when your little kids would first start to make their own poopy and go pee-pee on their own. And they would kind of celebrate it or say, you know, at the dinner table, they would, you know, eat their vegetables. He slept well last night. Uh, he ate his breakfast and lunch. I fully. He actually showed me his plate. Didn't ask about the menu, but I did see an empty plate with crumbs. And I have some guesses about. Yeah, that, that's, he's that's uh, it's not about a kid. It's about the, uh, the guy we're supposed to call the president of the United States of America. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. We've decided to make ourselves the partner of the week. That's cool. We get to do that. It's the Todd Herman Show store where the t-shirts are available. Limited run. It's the second run. A thousand went out in about one day. It's going to be, looks like a trajectories. You do the same thing here. It's the Show.com. Just click on the store link. When you can explain something with a meme, it means that something is either very, very simple uh, or someone created a great meme. In this case, it's both. They somehow managed to demonize coughs, sniffles, and having no symptoms at all, but normalized strokes, blood clots, neurological disorders, and died suddenly. They've done that with the help of the Mockingbird media. And I have joked uh, on prior episodes, and I've joked on social media about people in radio who owe me an apology. I am no longer joking. I have friends, people I still consider friends, and people to whom I owe a great deal. And I will never forget that, and, and I've already forgiven them. I am called as a Christian to forgive. Uh, seven times, 77 times, and then 77 more. And I genuinely forgiven them. And it is a true fact that they owe me an apology. I took a great deal of heat for saying super early on when the injections first started to roll out, I took a great deal of heat for saying these things will not stop in infection or transmission. Um, it happens that Debbie Burks, so-called Dr. Burks, who has written the book, and we'll go through this book a little later this week. In her book, she confirms that she undermined the president of the United States quite purposely. 
She confirms she lied to the nation. She confirms she took the word of the Chinese Communist Party as accurate as to what they were doing. uh, What she was led to believe they were doing in response to the COVID flu. She admits she had absolutely no data whatsoever to back up locking the country down. She admits that two weeks to flatten the curve was a lie. She knew it at the time. She says it was basically buying time so they could get the country locked down further. She admits she had no data for that, but she needed time to build the data. She admits all of this. Debbie Burks admits something else. She says the so-called vaccines, she still pretends they're vaccines, were, quote, never going to protect against infection or transmission. And yet she participated in forcing people to get injected, which has murdered them. She is a murderer. Everybody who forced people to get injected, who then died, murdered them. Now, to my point about former colleagues in radio who called me a conspiracy theorist for saying this, you owe me an apology. If you're a stand-up person, you'll say it publicly. Or you call me privately and you'll say it publicly. And I don't care about me. I, I honestly don't. I, I have an audience of one. I have a, a podcast family. And I thank the Lord on a daily basis and, and my family and I constantly, constantly give prayers of thanks for you for supporting this cast and for our partners, our financial partners. Um, but it's about your audience, former friends in radio. It's about talk radio as, well, okay, it's an entertainment platform. Cool. Some of you view it as entertainment. It needs to be entertaining. Why listen if it's not entertaining? Why listen if it's just a bore? I get that. But it's also a platform for information. And you guys, and it's, it's men and women who called me a conspiracy theorist for saying this. You morally owe me an apology. You owe your audience an apology. How so? Because at the time, you never bothered to ask. You never asked me. You never asked me. Why do you think you know this stuff? You instead came at me and other people in a super aggressive tone. If you can't do that, you can't say that. You're getting people killed. You never came to me and said, why do you think you know that? How did I know it? How, how did I know it? Because I read the words of Pfizer and Moderna. Because I read their SEC filings. Where they said, this stuff will not stop infection or transmission. That's how I knew. They admitted it. They've always known. Everybody at the center of this has known. Not a single person who promoted this trash thought otherwise. Not one. Now, the so-called public health officials down level from the Fouch 
And the liar, the murderers, Burks is a murderer, Fouch is a murderer, Walensky's a murderer, Gates, Collins, they're all murderers. The people a level down from them work in a society that has spent the last 15 to 20 years tooling up for appeal to authority. They have ruined medical school. There was a change in medical school about 20 years ago where they stopped making doctors and they started making people who look stuff up on computers. A doctor looks at the patient. The doctor interviews a patient. A doctor listens to how new the symptoms are. They examine the particular health of this patient. Let's see, I am dealing with, in this room, a very obese older person who has a history of upper respiratory viruses, like pneumonia. I'm dealing in this room with a person in their mid-30s who runs triathlons, has no history of upper respiratory viruses. Both of them have the COVID flu. A doctor says to the person who is obese and has a record of upper respiratory viruses, because you have excess body weight and because of your upper respiratory virus history, I'm going to suggest that we hospitalize you for high dose vitamin D and C and see if we can't stave off this infection from growing. Now, why would they choose high dose vitamin B or a, a, a C and D? Why would they do that? An aspirin, why would they do that? Because the first order of medicine is first do no harm. That's the Hippocratic Oath. Before we get into any invasive means like run detisnir, remdesivir, before we get into any garbage like that, anything high risk, we'll go the low risk route. Let's get you a bunch of vitamin D and a bunch of vitamin C and a bunch of fluids. And let's keep you ambulatory and walking around, not laying around in bed. Let's do that. Aspirin, because it can help stave off inflammation if need be, will ramp up to Tylenol or ibuprofen on that person. That's what we'll do with them. In the next room with the person who has very little excess body weight, who's a triathlete, has the same disease, you say, hey, you've tested positive for this. Um, here's our suggestion. Don't go near people who are obese or very old or have histories of upper respiratory viruses. Uh, wait until, you know, day seven. And as for yourself, hey, make sure you continue to do what you're doing. Get out, get a lot of sunshine, have a lot of vitamin C and a lot of vitamin D. If you have any continuing symptoms, get back with us. But this should pass in a couple of days. But that's not what was done, was it? That's not what was done, was it? Because for 20 years, they have worked on making these people, people who look things up online. But what are they looking for online? The pills to hand out. They're looking for which pills to order. That's their job. Their job is to take a condition and to match it to a pill or shot, anything for big pharma. That's their job now. That's not being a doctor. That's being an order taker. That's responding to appeal to authority. And if you talk 
to people who've been physicians for a while, they'll tell you, in fact, if you talk to someone who's been a physician for 40 years, they'll confirm everything I just told you about the medical world, the medical schools, that they've created automatons. And so we end up with a circumstance like this where Burks, who's a murderer, Fauci, who's a murderer, uh, Collins, who's a murderer, and Gates, though not a doctor, is also right at the center of this. They're all murderers. They all knew they were lying about these injections. Every single one of them knew that. And you end up downstream with a bunch of people who've been taught that you will respect authority at all costs, that you will do that. And secondly, your job, so you don't get sued. Your job is you simply look up online. This is what, here's the symptom. Forget the patient, forget their personal experience, forget their personal history and go straight into which pill do we push? That's how you ended up in a circumstance where people were sent home and told to get sicker. That's how that happened because it's insanity. So the people who sent folks home to get sicker, I have news for you. You are accomplices to murder if those patients died. You are an accomplice. If you are driving someone around and, and it's a friend of yours and they say, hey, can you stop real quick at this liquor store? And that person runs into the liquor store, comes running out as fast as they can. Go, 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 go. And you drive away and hear sirens following. If you don't stop and say, did you just rob that liquor store? No, 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 no. It was being robbed. That's why I said to go. Okay, we're going to go back since you saw it. Now that the police are there, we're going to go back. You're an accomplice. It's the same thing here, but it's never going to be treated this way. So Joe got the row. Now, this is an impossibility. See, this is, this is the brain-breaking part of this. If this doesn't crack people back into reality, then nothing will. And that's okay because it allows us to triage our efforts. We'll pray for them. We'll pray that God will one day touch them with once again the ability to see the truth. Because I'll tell you, to me, it's evident that the Lord, the Lord has decided that some of us will be enabled to see this stuff. Other people won't. And it's because other people have lived so long in the lie. And look, I've lived in the lie. Man, I, I, I was this past weekend, I went to a gentleman's home. And it's one of the most remarkable homes I've ever seen in my life. I was honored to be there. First of all, because he is a, a absolute to me intellectual hero. And it turns out that he is an amazingly warm man, that his wife is an amazing and warm and, and kind person. And his whole circle of people are unbelievably kind. And yet when I walked into his home, I was awed. I was in awe. And then I felt a little bit of not envy, really, but not, not coveting regret. Oh, I could have had a house like this if I just stuck it out at Microsoft. I could, have had a, I could have had a house like this or two of them. And I had to go repent of that because I lived in a lie. And that lie was that, that that's what matters. And the Lord has, has freed me from that lie. That that's not what matters. Well, the people that we're talking about here, they live in a lie. You think of our public health officials, how could they buy any of this? They believe boys are girls. They believe girls are boys. 
the American Medical Association is teaching that that um, whiteness is a medical condition. That your DNA makes you racist. It makes you an oppressor. They're teaching that. So it's always been, it hasn't always been. That's not true. When medicine took its biggest change, you know when this happened is when the government came in and messed with it. And that happened under FDR. When we had people come back from World War II and they needed jobs and the government wanted them to have jobs, they capped the pay and hours that you could give someone because they wanted to force companies to hire veterans. Okay, lofty goal, fine, I get it, lofty goal. They wanted to force companies to hire vets. So they said, we, the government, are going to cap the number of hours you can give somebody and we're going to cap their pay. And so what did companies do to retain great talent? They said, let's give them health care. Okay, so that gets attached to people's jobs. Government sees that and says, okay, that's pay. We're going to regulate that. Then you got the government coming in and medicine began to change at that point. That doctors had to become bureaucrats and paper pushers. That's what they had to do. So it went from the classic country doctor, which is coming back. It is. It's it's coming back. I am uh, on the nonprofit board for a, um, I can't, we can't call it a hospital, but it's a medical center called Heart of Hope. And we're direct to patient, direct patient care. So our doctors, and I'm on the nonprofit board. I have nothing to do with how the medicine is run. Thank God. They're, they're too smart for that. Herman, you stay away from the medicine. I'm on the nonprofit board. So how do we deal with any, any excess monies we get? So our doctors get to do the thing where they listen to folks and they don't have to follow insurance and they don't have to be paper pushers to that degree or anything close to that degree. That's when this all began to change and government began to get in and pollute this. So what you ended up with then was a first personality change where you got doctors now are paper pusher rule followers who are told you put one X in the wrong point on a Medicare firm uh, form. Not only might you get a uh, fined a quarter million dollars, you might go to prison. Because the government might come in and say, you, you said that person was bit by the turtle in the water. We investigated and found out that the person was out of the water when they got bit by the turtle. And if you think I just went insane in that example, I didn't. That's an actual thing in the Obamacare forms that actually exists. You're, you, you've been bit by a turtle. You're bleeding. Am I infected? Did the turtle infect me? And the doctor says, well, I have to ask some questions because the government demands to know, were you fully in the water when the turtle bit you or were you fully out of the water or were you partway in? And then we'll talk about where the turtle was. That's a real thing. They actually make people answer that question. Well, I can't continue to the care until they tell me what's going on with the turtle. <laughs> that's, that's actually a question. So it's been these personality changes in, in creating paper pushers. And now it's, it's rule followers. And worse, now it's appeal to authority adherence. And they simply go and look up what pill you're to take. That's how we got here. So when we come back, let's just go through the, trying to understand how this isn't the brain breaking moment for people where people suddenly wake up and say, my Dear Lord, in heaven, they've lied about everything. And then I can't believe I'm about to tell you this. Tom Cruise. What if, what if Tom Cruise was more honest about big pharma than anybody you've ever heard? What if that's the case? 
Now, I disagree with his solution to Big Pharma and the lies of Big Pharma, but what if Tom Cruise deserves an apology from many of us? Hey, this... uh, This is, I I don't even, I'm not going to get paid for this. (laughs) Some of you are out of the area. Um, In in fact, it's not any longer the majority of our listeners. The majority of our listeners are no longer from Washington State. um, Because you guys have been sharing the program with so many people. But I I just, I, I need to give a shout out to my longtime client, who I consider a friend at Northwest Safe. Um, David joined a call with us this past week to talk to a company called Liberty Safe. Um, I have been privileged, I guess it's about, yeah, it's about a decade that I have uh, been a spokesperson and promoted and endorsed a company called Northwest Safe, which is in, um, it has two locations now. They're in Enumclaw, south of Seattle. And they've now opened up in Spokane. And I just learned this. Uh, They are, without a doubt, in my opinion, in Washington State, hands down, the only place I would go to buy a gun safe. And it's a great, great story. I was a Northwest Safe customer because my friend, David Bowes, who'd been a talk show host and is now runs a think tank, unbelievably smart man, by the way. He used to do these ads. And I got to meet David once. I hadn't met him before and said, hey, you know what? I need a gun safe. He goes, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. He goes, Northwest safe. Get a Liberty safe. You'll never go wrong. So I did that and went and got one. And I've never done any other business other than Liberty safes. Any, any rifle safe I get, it's a Liberty safe because they're made in the United States of America. I want you to know how cool the people at Northwest safe are. So we are talking about maybe a partnership with Liberty Safe to promote their gun safes nationwide. And man, would I be honored to do it because they put such a high bar on these safes. I've said before, I wish I could live in <laughs> Liberty Safe because of how well organized it is and the, the fire pocket that I know how long it would last. And, and God forbid there's a fire that the one at our second property, same thing. And David took the time to get on this phone call and talk to the folks at Liberty Safe on our behalf. So I'm not getting paid for this. I'm doing this because I want to thank a friend, David, for taking an opportunity to help us talk to Liberty Safe. And I want to thank uh, Michael with Liberty Safe for coming on the phone call. I don't know if I'll end up doing business. I don't know if the podcast is large enough for them to make sense. We'll work through the numbers and see if it does. But I will tell you, I will always tell the truth about these products. If you're near to buying a gun safe or you need another one, Liberty Safe, if you're in Washington State, there's only one place. It's Northwest Safe at NorthwestSafe.com. Thank you both for doing that. The the impossibility of the circumstance on which this country exists right now um, it is literally, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I know how I'm using the phrase literally. It's literally impossible that Joe Biden got the row. How did Joe get the row? You're okay. You're not going to, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. That's, 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 that's not been true about any actual vaccine. That's never been true. 
that that has never been the case. There has never been a vaccine which which is a hundred percent efficacious. It's that's that's never ever ever occurred. So you're okay. You're not gonna you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Yeah. So it's literally impossible because that man has been injected three times or so we're told. Pick your poison. Now, I will say, given the fact that he's got it, it's likely that he got injected with this garbage because people who get injected with this garbage are more likely to get Omicron. This is not a wake-up call. Debbie Burks admitting in her book and an interview that, oh, yeah, I knew this stuff would never protect anybody. That's not a wake-up call. You, the Republican Party, are not running on an anti-Big Pharma platform. You're not running on a jail Tony Fauci platform. You're not running on a strip these companies of, of, of their liability waiver platform. You're not running on, hey, Pfizer, we'll take our $360 billion back now platform. You're not running on a what in the name of all that's holy are we doing allowing the Chinese Communist Party to make our PCR tests and to make these pills? You're not running on that? No, of course not. I mean, first of all, we got to look into where Joe got the row, don't we? I mean, that's got to be very, very important because we all remember, we all remember when President Trump got the COVID flu. So we're, I'm sure we're diving into this. Hey, did Joe get the row when he fist bumped the dictator of Saudi Arabia? Where was he infected? I, I don't think we know. Um, I certainly don't know if you, if you have any thoughts I, on I, it. Look, I, I don't think that that matters, right? I think what matters is we prepared for this moment. I think what matters uh, is what Dr. Zah just laid out. Uh, if we look at where we were, were a year and a half ago, this is a president, when he walked in, one of his first priorities was to make sure we had a comprehensive plan to get people vaccinated. And so now today, look, look to today, more and more people are getting closer to having a more normal life. Uh, vaccines are available. And as Dr. Zah said, if you have not gotten vaccinated please do if you have not if you're if you have not gotten boosted please do uh these are uh these are treatments that are going to keep you safe and i think that's what matters here is making sure that we continue to do the work and the good thing is that uh the president again has been uh, uh vaccinated she stands there in front of a national tv audience and says the important thing to do is to take these injections, which everybody knows doesn't stop transmission or infection. And we can all read the VARS database and know that it's killing and maiming people, but get one. Uh, when did the president uh, get lung cancer from smoking? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think that matters. I, I think what matters is that we prepared for this moment. When this president took office, he made it a top priority to make sure that everybody in his administration had access to unfiltered Winston cigarettes. And look, as, as Dr. Jaw said, I think the important thing to note here is if you are not smoking 
unfiltered Winston cigarettes that, that you need to begin smoking unfiltered Winston cigarettes. Am I being that hyperbolic? Do you remember when Dr. Robert Malone and others, in fact, this program early on began to talk about mass formation psychoses? Do you remember this? Do you remember on this program when I revealed for you the 45,000 people that Harvard tested to figure out how to scare people into taking these injections that they literally, I'm overusing that word, that they got paid to test a PSYOP. The, the, The U.S. government went to Harvard and said, we need to pay you money to test a PSYOP. We want to run on people to do something against their better wishes, against their better health. And we're going to create these eight scenarios. There's the guilt scenario where if you don't do it, grandma might die. There's the, there's the cool kid scenario. There's the, you might get sick scenario. There's the patriotic scenario. There's the, you might be not be allowed to do the things you love to do scenario. There's the get back to normal ceremony, uh, 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 you know, uh, approach. Then they started to test the, and then let's get the aggressive and have people go after their neighbors. There's the friend-to-friend pressure approach. There's the parental pressure approach. There's the neighbor pressure approach. They paid to figure out the PSYOP that would work to get people to get shot up with this trash. As they knew, all of them knew, it did not stop transmission or infection. And if it's not clear that this is an act of God, that some of us saw this stuff and others didn't, well, how? Good gracious, when you live in lies, you, you, you sooner or later can't tell the truth. Think of it this way. Think of it this way. I, have, I drink, and I know that this is going to freak out some of my friends. I drink in a, well, I go through phases where I drink a lot of Diet Coke. Okay. I admit it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nutritional sin. It's, it's, it's chemical garbage. I shouldn't drink it. And I con myself into thinking I'll just have one Diet Coke. And then the, the thing happens. And next thing you know, I'm at home bathing in Diet Coke and, and asking my neighbors to, you know, fill our, our swimming pool in the back with Diet Coke. It's all very embarrassing. And, 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 and I know I shouldn't do that, but I accidentally, someone gave me sugared Coke the other day. And right now I'm in a phase where I'm not drinking Diet Coke, but I was in a, in a restaurant, asked for a Diet Coke. The lady gave me sugared Coke. I drank it. I was like, ah, 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 I'm having a heart attack over it because it was gross or, or better yet. Oh my goodness. One day my wife and I got some reminiscent about our, um, our childhood. This was years ago. Our daughter had Kraft macaroni and cheese because she jonesed for it. So, so we said, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's eat this Kraft macaroni and cheese." So we 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 made up some Kraft macaroni and cheese, and and we we took the the stuff that they pretend is cheese, which is just it's really just finely ground plastic and rat tail. And I'm kidding, craft lawyers. It's not, it's not rat tail. It is kind of plastic, but, and I boiled it and we put it and we ate it. It was, ah, ah, ah. it was like Tom, what's his name? Uh, Hanks, Tom Hanks with the, with the brie cheese falling out of his mouth. And oh my, we ate this. 
when you are habituated to something, you can't see the sickness of it. It's like it's like DC and 52-year-old men dating their their 21-year-old receptionists on the side, all six of them. They don't they can't see that. They can't see that as vile. People can't see these lies. Because the enemy has them living daily in lies. And to me, it's our responsibility to understand that even on something like this, our, our, our enemies are not flesh and blood or God forbid the people who've been conned into believing all this nonsense. Our enemies are spirits and principalities because what else explains this, this mass formation psychosis? Okay, yes, yes, yes. You can pull that off. Brainwashing can be done. We understand how to do it to people. But when it's this obvious, Joe got the row? The guy who has access to doctors 24-7 got the row? Oh, and the mockingbirds roll in this. Uh, this is from the Free Beacon. You'll hear this when we come back. How did the media respond to Joe getting the row versus when President Trump got the COVID flu? <laughs> it's instructive, to say the least. Instructive. See what I mean about the meme I was talking about at the top of the show? They somehow managed to demonize cough, sniffles, and having no symptoms at all, but normalized strokes, blood clots, neurological disorders, and died suddenly. True story. Went out to breakfast with my family member who is on soda weight loss. Um, breakfast started at eight. We were both early birds. Got there. I got there first because I'm that way. And she came in about five minutes later, 10 to eight. Sat, I gave her a hug. She sat there next to me and I said, you look different. You look happier and you look healthier. And she did. And she smiled and she said, thank you. I said, what's going on? She said, well, maybe because I've, I've lost some weight. And she's a lovely person. And she's always been. And I said, maybe, is there anything else? She said, now that I'm losing weight, I'm doing some things in a hiking group with other women. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the combination of these things. And I won't share the rest of the conversation because I want to cherish it. And I love the fact that she chose soda weight loss. Because I'll tell you, she and I do not see eye to eye politically uh, at all, ever. We're not that far off. That sounds weird. We have the same principles, just different ways to get there. And she is nowhere near, nowhere near a leftist. She's an old-fashioned Democrat. But it put me in mind of this, what she said to me. Now that I've lost some weight, I'm doing some things. I've joined the hiking group with other women. Can you take a second of personal inventory? I had something remarkable happen this past week. I was, I was praying about just, just how I feel lately and asking the Lord to explain this, this, these feelings I've had. And the Lord filled my soul <laughs> calendar like to the point where I, 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 this weekend I was so busy. And I remembered the Lord said, it is not good that man's alone. And my feelings changed. I felt this 
wash of okay. You know, some depression I've been battling abated. And I'm blessed with very good friends, but I'm also cursed with this tendency to isolate. My question for you is this, and yes, this is related to dropping unwanted fat from your body. Will you please take a personal inventory and think, honestly, are the things you don't do because of the weight around your middle or your, or your butt or wherever it is? Will you be honest with yourself? What is the mental cost, the spiritual cost? If you are weighed down by that, and I mean that mentally and spiritually, there is no better partner than soda weight loss at sodaweightloss.com. My wife, my family member, it's, I, I've lost track. I'm sorry, I have. It's got to be 40 people, 50 people in the, in the podcast family who've joined Soda. And we've only been doing this a short time. The meditation tapes, the food they provide, the fact that you work with the nutritionist, it's sodaweightloss.com. It stands for state-of-the-art because they are sodaweightloss.com. So not only is it impossible that Joe Dunn got the row, it would be impossible if the media treated President Trump getting the COVID flu far differently than they're treating Joe getting the row. The president of the United States now confirming to the world that he and the first lady of the, of the United States have both tested positive for the coronavirus. This may be the most dangerous moment that the U.S. government has ever faced. President Trump is trying to convince Americans that he is getting better. A pale and slightly hoarse President Trump. Publicly ripping off his mask. He is not able to fully perform his his duties as commander in chief. Hundreds of thousands of Americans who died horrible deaths under his watch. The code red moment for the U.S. government. This is a nightmare scenario for the West Wing. Everybody else, the rest of the people in the United States of America, don't get to do what you do. President Biden has COVID and is experiencing mild symptoms. I'm sure we all wish him a speedy recovery. The president is generally a healthy person. I want to send get well wishes to our thank the Lord and 81 million voters, current president. We are doing this very differently, very differently that I would argue than the last administration. <laughs> side by side, mockingbirdery. Side by side stories. Side by side. Ready? This is the story of a California mother. Comes from LifeSite News. Two days following a Pfizer experimental COVID so-called vaccine injection last August, Jenny Porter, a very healthy real estate professional and single mother of three children, became horrifically ill, experiencing nonstop excruciating pain while losing her ability to walk, sit, or sometimes even more. As a result, she remains unable to work, has been alienated from her children, and despite the generous efforts of a network of loyal friends over many months, is now residing in a Southern California homeless shelter. She's the all-American girl who did what was right. She lost everything, explained Brenda Mango in a telephone interview with LifeSite News. Mango and her husband, Gary, close friends, supporter for 27 years, cared for her in their home for an extended period of time following her injury. An education specialist from Marietta Mengo described her friend Jenny as a stunningly beautiful, always active, 
always exercising. She was like a PTA soccer mom at a kid's school, just the epitome of health. Porter's personal chiropractor, Dr. Sean Rundle, concurred prior to this incident. Jenny had always been the type of patient when she walked in the office and the energy just went up. She's just always high energy, always positive, go get her, just full of life. In August, after the so-called vaccine, she was unrecognizable. She was oftentimes carried into the office as she couldn't walk on her own. Her whole body just completely blew up in an inflammatory state. Her eyes were puffed in, her cheeks were full, her legs were swollen. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. It's a tale of two different women from when she used to be before the injection to where she is now. In an interview in June with Broken Truth, Porter explained that her doctor of almost 20 years had diagnosed her with multi-system inflammatory syndrome as a result of the Pfizer injections. It's an autoimmune type inflammatory disease which attacks your organs, your tissues, your muscles. It's also activated old sports injuries. It's activated arthritis. It's damaged my spine and bulged discs, discs in lumbar. We also believe it's bulged discs in my neck. In addition, she experienced cognitive and reproductive issues with multiple allergies being activated and severe pain. And all of this is perfectly predictable in many people because of the spike protein that this trash calms your body into producing. It's known to be cytotoxic. It's an agent of concern, a biological agent of concern. And yet Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca cause your body to produce this poison. And it's specifically easily predictable because when your body begins to produce something poisonous to it, your immune system and your T cells and the other immune responses will look at that and say, that can't be in the body. Kill those cells. Where do the spike proteins gather? Everywhere she just described. And Debbie Burks and Fauci and Collins and Gates all knew this garbage would not stop transmission or infection. They all knew it. Anyone at the Mockingbird Media could have known it because I knew it. There's literally nothing special about me. I'm a clay pot. I simply read the stuff that, that you're not to read, which is the, the work from Pfizer and Moderna, where they have to tell the truth or they could be sued because they don't get a waiver when it comes to their stock sales. That's story number one. I said that we we're going to compare two. Are you ready? Keep in mind what we just talked about. COVID injections required for older students ahead of the D.C. school year. Yeah, they know this doesn't stop infection. They know this doesn't stop transmission. They know all of this. They don't care. They have injections to pimp. They don't care. DC parents will need to add the so-called vaccines for COVID-19 to their back-to-school checklist for their older children this year. The DC office of the superintendent announced Tuesday that 12-year-old and older students are required to get injected with this poison in order to attend class during the 2022-2023 year. And guess what? Because it's the Beltway, 90% of them will smile and say, absolutely, Mr. Authority. After all, you're a public health authority. You're in it for our, or you're in it for our own good. I mean, what could go wrong? There's no excuse. No excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. 
It's all our best and bright, best and bright people. You're okay. You're not going to. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Vaccines prevent getting infected, prevent getting sick, prevent your hospitalization. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. Did I mention uh, the new virus that the CDC wants people to have? That Burks, well, she's not there anymore. Fauci wants people to have Walensky. Yeah, they want them to have a new virus. And they're getting it done. Explain that in a second. Plus, did I mention Tom Cruise? I really did. Not kidding. I mentioned Tom Cruise. There was quite a conversation we had with Zach Abraham on Friday this past week. We went through and figured out that that con artists like Harvard and Yale, um, I mean, the institutions can't be con artists, but it's, 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 let's say institutions made up of con artistry. And certainly not everybody there, but but we figured out and, and made the case that big college is the absolute essence, the absolute uh, best example of a swindle. Because they still take taxpayer money and yet with 4% carried interest on their endowments, they could pretty much fill up their entire classrooms with people and never ever eat away at their principal. They have that much money. Now, compared to us, right? Most of us don't have that. You've worked insanely hard. I'm going to bet because you listen to this podcast, we're of the same mind. You probably work very, very hard for what you do have in retirement. We're not mobbed up like Harvard. We don't get to just continue to, to force the government to give us money or to con the government into giving us money, force the taxpayer to do it. We have to feed ourselves. And now is a time of risk. It is because of what's being done to the financial system, because as Zach Abraham, the chief investment officer, Bullard Capital Manager will tell you, yeah, it's, it's fixed. Sure, it's fixed. And it's the system that we have. Now, if you are two to four to six to eight to 10 years out from retirement, the closer you are to retirement, the more this risky market can affect you. Because if you're 10 years out and the Fed does something unbelievably malignant, it could be a big hit, but you got nine years to recover. If you're five years out, well, you don't. My suggestion to you is that nest egg you guys have worked so hard for, partner with someone who is going to view that as a risk management portfolio first. Yes, that involves earning money and profit. You better believe it. Zach views this as stewardship at Bower Capital Management, but they start it with risk management because it's absolutely no good to build the speedboat that goes a thousand miles an hour and then develops a huge leak one mile from shore because you're going to get hit by sharks. That's like a retirement portfolio, 10 year, 10% returns. That's fantastic until it crashes and burns just before you retire. 
Call Borwick Capital Management, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Borwick Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. Dang it! Just about got it done. My dream is to get that, uh, that little thing that the government makes us say right there at the end, just where that, the little transition music ends. Almost made it, but I didn't. I didn't manage my risk. <laughs> Debbie Burks lied, as she admits in her book, about two weeks to flatten the curve. Just lied. But it was for her own good. She lied to us and to the president and to Congress and to the Senate and to the Mockingbird media and to people who work under her in public health. She lied because she wanted a lockdown. She had no data to support it, but that's what the Chinese Communist Party was doing. And they do never do anything wrong other than, you know, shooting people in the back of the head to take their liver and kidneys and sell it to others. Or, you know, taking Uyghur women and... and and letting their hair go really long and then shearing them like sheep when they're not being forced into labor as slaves in a concentration camp and then allowing so-called companies to sell their hair as wigs on Amazon.com. So she based all that on, hey, this is what the Chinese Communist Party is doing and I'll just lie to the media and the president and everyone else and I'll just pretend, I know it's not two weeks, I know I want to shut the economy down. She did that. She knew that these injections didn't work. Now, just contrast and compare. What we're talking about here, if we don't, if we do not flatten the curve, and and this is what we're talking about, it's two weeks, um, the two weeks of staying home, simply to flatten the curve, our our, our hospitals are going to be overrun. And remember, everybody's at risk from this virus. There is no immunity to it. Um, No one can ever develop immunity to it. We have got to buy time uh, to develop a a, a safe and effective vaccine. That's why we're uh, asking uh, for, it's not, let's not call it a shutdown. Uh, That's a a bad phrase. Let's just call it a pause in activity. When the first cases of monkeypox were announced, they had an opportunity to go to a community of people that is men who have sex with men. And they had an opportunity to reach out and say, hey, if you're a man who has sex with men, either all the time or some of the time, please stop for two weeks. Please don't do that. Monkeypox is spreading in the same sex attracted community of men who have sex with men and men who have sex with men and women. That's what's happening. Please stop. Otherwise, this virus will spread and it will eventually go beyond the confines of men who have sex with men and it will eventually make it in to children. Well, guess what? It's made it into children. How? Because the CDC decided not to stop it. Just... Didn't want to. They could have made announcements to the same sex attracted community to say, hey, it's your community where where monkeypox is spreading. It's a nasty, nasty virus. Even if you get a so-called vaccine to it, which is, as I understand it, basically it's it's the the, the reuse of another so-called vaccine. You're still going to have a long time of sickness. It's very, very painful. 
You don't want this. They could have done that. They didn't. They've pretended that this is something that everyone can get. That's not true. It's going to have to happen this way where it's allowed to spread through the communities. Dr. Paul Alexander details the fact that the first two children have been found to have the monkeypox and surprise, surprise, surprise in contact tracing. It turns out that they got it through men who have sex with men. They got in contact with men. I'm not saying that sexual contact, but they got in contact with men who have sex with men. And now we have two children who have the monkeypox and will have to deal with that for the rest of their lives. You think about the money, the billions of dollars, the propaganda, the lies, the threats that they took to shut this country down, this world down for the COVID flu, which in fact cannot be stopped with lockdowns or masks. And compare it to this that legitimately could have been neutralized. They chose this. Why? I don't know. To push the injections. Now, why would they do that? Well, let me ask this. Why have they ordered so many vaccines for this? (laughs) Because they knew what was coming. Because they're the game makers. That's why. I mean, if you watch the Hunger Games, that's what they are. They're the game makers. Tell me. Sarah Dean, would you like to be in a real war? Must be a, President Snow must be a very fragile system that can be brought down with just a few barriers. Indeed it is. So they're letting this happen. Item two. My wife sent me this and then a good friend of mine who is attacking junk science sent me this. Turns out, in a very weird turn of events, that whole thing about a um, chemical imbalance from people, you know, in, in people who, who, that causes them to have depression, weird. That's probably not true. That, that, that probably doesn't, in fact, happen. My wife sent this to me. There's a new study showing that the very idea of a chemical balance or chemical imbalance that's the excuse for all of these highly addictive pharmaceuticals probably doesn't exist. This is a paper in nature.com. The serotonin theory of depression, a systemic umbrella review of the evidence. The serotonin hypothesis of depression is still influential. We aim to synthesize and evaluate evidence on whether depression is associated with lower serotonin concentration of activity in a systemic umbrella review of the principal uh, relevant areas of research, PubMed and base. So this is a roll-up of studies. It's a study of studies a meta-analysis, as it were. And what they turned out in this large, huge meta-analysis is, well, look at that. 
we can't find any evidence for the chemical imbalance theory. And yet, what are children being given? Because they've been locked down for two years. Who's giving it to them? Who's not questioning it? Folks, I, I, I don't know where I got the description of the party. But I invite anyone to tell me a more apt description of what we're fighting. I describe the party as big pharma, academia, tech and finance, media, and the deep state. That's who we're fighting. Who pushed the COVID response? The lie. Everybody I just mentioned. All of them. All of them. Who's ignoring the monkeypox spread? Who's letting that run wild? Everybody I just mentioned. Who shoved Ritalin into the schools? Everybody I just mentioned. Who will no Republican criticize? Big Pharma. None of them will. Why? Because Big Pharma's in charge. Do you ever wonder who's in charge? Determine who you're not allowed to criticize. Now you know who's in charge. I began the program by saying, and I mean it, I've, I've forgiven people who called me a conspiracy theorist because I knew these injections would not stop transmission or infection, and I have forgiven them, genuinely. They morally owe me an apology. A lot of us owe Tom Cruise an apology. Here he is with sex offender, in my judgment, sex offender. I mean, certainly, by a lot of people's estimation, given what he apparently did, a big-time sex offender, Matt Lauer. Here we are today, where I talk out against drugs and psychiatric abuses of electric shocking people, mm -hmm. okay, against their will, of drugging children with them not knowing the effects of these drugs. Do you know what Adderall is? Do you know Ritalin? Do you know now that Ritalin is a street drug? Do you understand that? The difference is no, this was no, not Matt, against Matt, her Matt, will, though. Matt, but Matt, this wasn't Matt, against your question. Will. Matt, I'm asking you a question. I understand there's know? abuse of all of these things. No, you see, here's the problem. You don't know the history of psychiatry. I do. All it does is mask the problem, Matt. And if you understand the history of it, it masks the problem. That's what it does. That's all it does. You're not getting to the reason why. There is no such thing as a chemical imbalance. I'm saying that drugs aren't the answer, that these, these drugs are very dangerous. They're mind-altering, antipsychotic drugs. And there are ways of doing it without that so that we don't end up in a brave new world. Yes, there are abuses. And yes, maybe they've gone too far in certain areas. Maybe there are too many kids on Ritalin. Maybe electric shock. Too many kids on Ritalin. Matt. I'm just saying, but, but aren't there Matt. examples where it Matt. works? Matt, Matt, you, you don't even, you're glib. You don't even know what Ritalin is. If you start talking about chemical imbalance, you have to evaluate and read the research papers on how they came up with these theories, Matt. Okay, that's what I've done. And you go and you say, where's the, where's the medical test? Where's the blood test that says how much Ritalin you're supposed to get? 
you're, you're, it's very impressive to listen to you because clearly you've done the homework and, and you know the subject. And you should. And, 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 and you should do that also because just knowing people who are on Ritalin isn't enough. You should be a little bit more responsible in knowing. I'm really not prescribing Ritalin, Tom, and I'm not well, asking anyone else to do well, it. Well, you are. You're saying, saying no, I know some people who seem to have been helped. By I, but you're saying, but it's like, this is a very important issue. I, this I is couldn't a very, agree more. You know what? And you're you're here on the Today Show, right? And to talk about it in a way of saying, well, isn't it okay and being reasonable about it when you don't know, and I do. I think that you should be a little bit more responsible in knowing what it is because you you communicate to people. And, and you know what? God bless Tom Cruise for saying it and knowing it. And I'm quite aware of the fact that the, um, the, the organization that some people consider a church, Scientology, um, pushes this stance. And, and by the way, you can be right about something and then use it for wrong. And in my judgment, in my opinion, that's what the organization that some people consider a church, Scientology, does. But this goes right back to what we talked about last week with Alex Jones. I am certain there's a lot on which I disagree with Alex. I am certain that he would say, Herman, who? Same with Cruz. Tom Cruise. This is the game they play. The so-called public health officials are always right about everything, even when they're wrong. People like Cruise are only right about things when they tow the line of the party. It is incumbent upon us to live in the light, to not walk in the darkness. Because if we live constantly in the light in our life, and I speak of the light of Christ, putting on the armor of God, the armor of light, and we live our lives in that honest sense, in that honest way, we practice it, even when it's painful honesty, lies will stink to high heaven to us. Like the sugared Coke blew my mind, like the craft fake cheese my wife and I had to spit out of her mouths like when I moved to DC and I saw 52 year old men dating four 21 year old interns sickened me because it's not my world it's further proof to me of this theory that I've been developing that the Lord is lifting the curtain for those with eyes to see and ears to hear. And by the way, biblically speaking, ears to hear doesn't mean that you heard the sound. It means that you consumed the meaning. And by the way, my friends, former friends in radio, you know where to reach me. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and let's commit to living our lives in the light.